0: Welcome to a Rocky Star Podcast. Today is the special episode of the week where I talk cards with Kenneth Griffin, the owner of the card shop Evansville. He does live breaks every week or every day on Facebook from dusk Till Dawn. That guy goes, he's a machine And uh, we love talking cards, we love talking sports, and we also give our lifestyle talk of the week. Something to help you guys improve your lives that we are implementing every day. You know, because we want to see each other grow every day. We don't just want to not only talk sports, but, you know, we're a community and we want to improve our lives one day at a time. But uh, today's episode is really fun. We get into some uh, sports card talk. Ken talks a lot about UFC and uh which is actually breaking today at the same time as this podcast and uh he will be doing some live breaks t- today as well i hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the podcast and please don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave me a rating and review i hope you guys all enjoyed this episode thank you we are live brother what's up Ken? what's up man uh, not a lot, man it's been a been a there's a lot going on this week man so much happened in sports we got the NFL draft this week, brother. I know we were talking about that a little bit before. The baseball's been super hot. And basketball, the season's, you know, coming to an end. And a mm-hmm. lot of these teams are making their way into the playoff spot. You have, you know, so many teams battling for like the fifth, sixth seed, the play in tournament. And yesterday, even the NBA had announced that they are keeping the play in tournament. There was oh, a yeah. lot of go- back and forth there.
1: I actually kind of like it. I'll be interested to see how it goes. I mean, to me, anytime there's more games, I'm, I'm interested. Um,
0: Especially when they count, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. They need to count. And last night I watched the uh, Kings and Mavs. And, you know, Mavs are making a late season push, and the Kings ended up handling them. First, uh, first quarter, it was 32-17. to 17. And the Mavs tied it up three different times late, and in the end, the Kings ended up still winning that game. And the Kings are straight garbage and they didn't even have their main player.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing about the Kings. They're, I mean, they're so frustrating. Like they have, you know, really two solid players, De'Aaron Fox and, uh, Halliburton. And then, you know, it's like yep. counting Bagley who will probably be traded at the end of the season.
1: Halliburton started to in, kind of intrigue me a little bit. He just got the big Nike shoe deal. He's culturally relevant. His Instagram is pretty popping. Um, he looked great last night. I mean, he was a big part of the win.
0: I think long-term, I really like him second in this draft. I mean, mm-hmm. LaMelo Ball has definitely played his way into the number one guy in this draft. But number two, I think Halliburton long-term, I would take yeah. him. It was kind of like, you know, the uh, the Tatum-Lonzo uh, ball. Like, you much rather have Tatum, you know, over uh, Lonzo at this point.
1: And Do you special. think Halliburton will have a better career than Lonzo?
0: Lonzo. I mean, Lonzo,
1: Lon- or, yeah, or, La- or Lamelo. No, 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 Lonzo.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I think Lonzo has ups and downs. He's had a, a big injury, so he's missed time, and I mean, I don't think he's found his place yet. You know, I'd be really. Curious.
1: He also, has, he's had some benefits of playing alongside, you know, some monster teams too. It's like if you go play, <laughs> you go play with some of the best in the league. It's like, yeah, you're probably going to get some wins. Um,
0: No, I mean, definitely, you know, I mean, he played with LeBron for that season and they were actually making a really good push Yep. and then LeBron goes out with that, I think the quad injury. Mm -hmm. And so he, he was done. And then all of a sudden the, the, uh, he gets traded and goes over there and he's playing with Zion, but what's wrong with that team, the Pelicans, I mean, Van Gundy, man, like I, you know, he puts together some good teams um, definitely there in like the late 2009 with the magic and stuff, but I don't know if his coaching style can really exist in today's game.
1: Yeah. I can't believe they handled the Clippers last night. Like I'm still in shock. Like
0: that. That's why that team is so frustrating. It's like, you'll get, you know, you'll get like in night after night, you know, it's like, you don't know what you're going to get from that team. Zion. I mean, he, he even, I was it the 12th youngest player to reach 2000 points <laughs> last night or the night before last Yeah. So I mean that that guy is just completely incredible. I really hope do they they have a chance to make play in tournaments though, right? With their games played, so mm-hmm. you're, I mean, especially after I want to see them.
1: They won, yeah. Oh, I mean, I think it's good for it's good for basketball. It's good for sports cards. Oh, totally. Uh, you know, we need Zion to be great because you know, again, some of the ones that I would put as the greatest that are playing currently are not going to be around for many more years. Oh yeah. You know, it's it starts getting interesting like, you know, again, obviously I'm a big homer on on Curry. Like that's my guy, right? Like I'm I'm all over Curry. But what is the shelf life for Curry at this point? Like does he play another 7-8 years? Like is that real?
0: I I think he definitely could play 5 or 6 more seasons at a high high level. Mm-hmm. I I mean, his cuz the thing is, is as long as he can still move around, he's still going to be able to shoot the ball. Yeah, And maybe he's not the best player on his team anymore, but, man, that, like having him. You remember Jason Kidd at the end of his career with the Mavs uh-huh. when they pushed it? I mean, imagine that guy, but times three was, you know. <laughs> but, like, even Kidd was, like, 37 at that point, and it was still incredible and played a big part in that finals. I, I think definitely Curry could play that part.
1: I really want to see him go out on top though. You know what I mean? I don't want to see him play till he's flat. Like I want to see him go out. He's already got enough accolades. Like he's there first ballot. Like he's the guy, right? Like he's going to go down as the greatest shooter of all time in the NBA. Like he changed the game. I just don't want to see him play those extra two, three years. And then, you know,
0: eh. I mean, you know, and like there there's so many predictions, like some people are thinking, oh, Curry, or even Curry said last week, oh, I'm the MVP. I mean, he's not the MVP. His team's record's not even, you know, you have to put up a lot more. But cur like Curry cards are interesting. You know, obviously they made a humongous pop in these last few weeks just because of uh, his stats and everything like that. Who would you rather own long-term, Curry or Durant? Curry, 100%. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. think, a lot of people say Durant. I mean, Durant's going to go down as, you know, because of his skill set and being a big man. He's probably going to go down as a better player than Curry, but I'd rather own Curry long-term just because of I pop- think
1: what's popularity. tough for me is, yeah, I mean, again, I don't know a lot of people who are shooting threes or even field goals on blacktop yelling out, Durant. Like, no one's out here screaming Durant, bud.
0: No, and like, – it, it, here's here's something that i, th- I kind of compare these two alan iverson and tim duncan yeah i mean tim duncan cards are so undervalued i bought a tim yeah. duncan rookie top uh, tops chrome psa 9 for 400 bucks no uh-huh. what i mean a still and
1: yeah.
0: iverson stuff is i mean it's insanely more expensive
1: Oh, yeah. Iverson also does really well overseas. A lot of his stuff has a lot of international flair. Like, if you hit a really low-numbered Iverson auto, like, it almost always will go to China. Um, Historically, when I've sold them, they all go overseas, and they do really, really well. What's – I I don't know. There's also a piece of me that looks at Durant, and I'm like, is he a great basketball player, or was he physically gifted with this size? Like – I, I think I, Curry is a better basketball player, honestly. I think he has a better basketball mind because Durant doesn't have to do as much.
0: I mean, I definitely will say that I think Curry was the best player on those finals teams. Like, even though Durant won the finals MVP, like, I, I don't, I mean, he definitely won the first, fi- like, he put them over the top beating LeBron in the second Cavs run after um, after doing that. Um, you know, Durant hits that shot over LeBron and you know, you just realize it like, obviously that team is, I think it's the greatest team ever assembled. No doubt. And, uh, I just think, I think at the end of it, I think Durant will go down. Like, you know, people say, Oh, who's your top 10? I think people will try to be like, well, I have Durant in the top 20. I don't put Durant yeah. in the top 10 and I, I'm always going to have an asterisk next to Durant because the way he left, um, the way he left, uh, OKC and joining the Cavaliers that just always left a bad taste in my mouth.
1: So if you had to draft a team right now and you get first pick and you get Durant and Curry are in your lineup, do you take Durant over Curry? Because me personally, I'm taking Curry. I want the shooter. In today's game, I want the shooter.
0: <clears throat> oh yeah, and even Zach Blanchard had just mentioned he said Durant jumping uh, team to team hurts hurts him in value. You are right, uh, Zach. I uh, 100% agree. I think it's uh,
1: weird though, because he's held to that standard, but LeBron isn't like if LeBron literally ended up on GSW in two years, we would all be excited to see him and Curry play together and nobody would dump on him.
0: No. And I think it was the way that it happened. You know, LeBron didn't jump to a team that was guaranteed. Literally Durant jumped to the top team, you know,
1: it was a super team already before he got there.
0: Exactly. And then, and then the funny thing was he jumped to a team that beat them in the playoffs. They had a 3-2 lead and they end up losing the last two games. Klay Thompson goes off, I think that you know, was game seven. I mean, unbelievable game by Thompson. But yeah, I mean Durant and Westbrook, you know, choked in. I, I understand Durant wanted to leave. Um he wanted to leave LKC because of Westbrook. I get that completely. But still, I I think I think his long term value is gonna be hurt by because I, you know, I, I don't think they win this year. I know everyone's picking Brooklyn. I don't think Brooklyn's winning it. I just, no, I don't see it. I, think I don't health, see it at all. I think health is a big factor, and that team is not. I know they've been going off, but they're so inconsistent with how their players are staying on the floor. I just don't think they're going to be able to stay on the floor in the playoffs.
1: There's no, just some, I mean they're one in, they're one injury away from it, just the whole thing imploding.
0: Yeah, and and they're uh, not only is. Uh, you know, hard and hurt. Durant's been inconsistent, but I mean, mentally with Kyrie and I, you know, hope him the best, of course. But God, that guy's—he
1: may—he may just not suit up too. He may just literally at the finals decide he's not coming out.
0: Yeah, there's just always something with that guy, you know. So I just, I um, yeah, it's uh, its just interesting to say the least. But yeah, I uh, you know, think Durant long term is not going to hold up as much as Curry. And you know, I want to also talk about Russell Westbrook. The guy has been going off. Uh, the Wizards had an eight-game win streak. Uh, you know, and they're actually making some moves. Bill and Westbrook have been playing out of their mind. I bought some Westbrook rookie cards the other day. Do do you? They were cheap. Yeah, they were super cheap right now. They were actually a really yeah. good deal. Would you?
1: It's weird because he just he, the fans don't really like him. Like, he just is a, a really unlikable guy when it comes to the popularity of, you know, sports card collectors. They look at him, and he's just meh.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, he's he's definitely, like, um, an Iverson type, you know? Like, you really, like, are a fan of Westbrook. Like, I love his um, go get him. Just, like, I'm going to play every, hard on every... I feel like he is the hardest play uh, playing player every time. Like you're, he's a hundred percent flying everywhere. That's what I like about him. But obviously his, his play style is not the best, you know, he, he has,
1: reminds me of Miguel Cabrera in baseball. He does everything, but no one cares. It's really weird.
0: I, I could agree with you a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're right. Like he puts up the like numbers. Hobby love. Yeah.
1: He just doesn't have the hobby love and he does put up the numbers. Just like Maggie, I mean, Maggie's numbers are unbelievable, but no one's out here buying Maggie, you know.
0: Yeah, I think when I think as they either both of them retire, I think their people are going to go pick up some of their cards and do some stuff like that. But
1: yeah, I yeah, I mean, if he could win a championship, which I don't think he could win one this year, but if he could, you know.
0: Yeah, Westbrook, I, it's going to be a that's a tough one. I mean, obviously, I but I, I would like to see them in play a, you know one of those top seed teams and give them a run for their money. Like, that'd be cool. Like if Bill could step up, take his game up a notch and Westbrook can keep playing out of his mind. I mean, that'd be interesting.
1: But what do you, uh, what's your, your pick still now? Is it still Lakers?
0: My, my pick still Lakers LeBron. He's, uh, he's practicing. He's, he's doing his things now. So I, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely the Lakers for sure. Uh, what What about yourself? You still have uh, I'm, still,
1: I'm, I'm still on the Suns. I mean, Stephen A. Smith today literally said that he thinks CP3 should be MVP.
0: That's that's crazy. That's not happening. Um,
1: He's But he hold on. He's doing a lot. His numbers are good, and his team's actually in contention. I think he has a better argument for MVP than Curry.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I agree with you there. I don't think Curry should be in the MVP conversation. I just don't. I'd have Lillard over the um, Curry, just because if, of what the whole season's come down to.
1: If, if GSW was a top three seed right now, would you give Curry MVP?
0: Yeah, I mean, of course. Look, I mean, losing Clay Thompson and Draymond's has been so inconsistent. I would totally, but I mean, their record—it's just—it's not. Yeah, you know, what it, where it's, it needs to be for that? But yeah, man, uh, cb 3 I I would put in there. I even bought one of his rookie cards too. I'm definitely holding that's
1: another guy you can buy cheap too.
0: Yeah, I bought his rookie, uh, Beckett uh, 9.5 for 300 bucks. Like, I'll take yeah. that. I think it's a good hold, especially if they make a deep playoff run.
1: And I think they will, I really do. I think that's a team that if they click at the right time, they could be really good.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think, I think with them, it's just it really comes down to can Chris Ball stay healthy? That's it. And uh, I mean, literally, man, it's there's so many cases to be made for some of these teams. Like I, I still think Joker's gonna win the MVP. I, I, I think uh, he's just been playing so well, and that team's still been playing well despite the Murray injury. I think that I think that sets him over the top. But uh, I mean, you have the Nuggets, you have, you know, the Jazz, the Suns, the Lakers are gonna make a come. Yeah, and the Lakers are almost falling into that six seed, but uh mm-hmm. you know they might. You know D- Dallas is creeping up on them. I think they're about a game and a half back. So like every every game for Dallas needs to, is uh, going to matter here, and for the Lakers the same. But it's a, it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting one. Even yeah, Zach- I
1: definitely. Uh, go ahead
0: i say Zach Blanchard at odds. When we were talking about Miggy, he said uh, he brought up a good point. Miggy did win the triple crown and no, one, like no one really, uh, you know, not that they, they remember it, but there's no love there. Like he had mentioned.
1: Oh, for sure. Like he won the triple crown and no one met and no one, no one noticed, you know, like yeah. his cars didn't even get a bump.
0: And that, that was, you know, if it was now, I think people would care more. Like if that was happening now, like people would care, but like, I mean, I think, like I said, I think you'll see a bump in his cards when he retires. But, uh, just uh, there, I mean, he's definitely, he's one of the top five greatest hitters of our generation here, you know, especially in the for last sure. Thirty years.
1: Well, like his best card is a tops traded card that was only sold in a complete sets. So I mean, he's got some interesting hobby potential. It's just. I don't know what it is about him. Honestly, I, if I'm being sincere, I think it's people don't like fat baseball players. Name one other fat baseball player that actually brings big money.
0: Uh, I mean, none of them. I put pool holes there? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I mean, later in life, but at a certain yeah. point, he was pretty jacked. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the kind of overweight well, baseball players, there's none that actually bring value.
0: Well, the, also, the other thing that hurts Mickey is just he doesn't have a World Series. Like, if he would have won a World Series with that Tigers team, I think maybe... <laughs> There's a case to be made, but not winning a World Series hurts him. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's uh Anyways, back to the playoffs. You know, basketball isn't interesting here, and we'll we'll talk more about that next. Then in the next few weeks, as the playoffs get rounded in, into, let's talk uh, bigger news. NFL draft this week. It's exciting. Thursday
1: night. Are you? You gonna watch?
0: I am going to watch, yeah. You know, I never watch it. This is actually my first year where I'm going to watch uh-huh. it I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with all these players. I'm curious to see what my Eagles do, what other teams trade up to do. Uh, let's yeah, I'm talk- excited. You know, there's a bunch of rumors now that the Pat, you know, Justin Fields actually might be available later. The Pats might be a team to trade up. Uh, I was talking to a guy yesterday, interview will be coming out later today. Uh, his name is Terry Cole. He knows a lot about the NFL draft he thinks the Patriots are going to be the ones to get Justin Fields. And, uh, you know, a lot, there's a lot of inclinations that that's going to happen all around the league. I think there's going to be some unforeseen teams moving up and that might, that you know, someone, the Jets might do something crazy and draft him instead of, you know, uh, Will uh, Wilson. But
1: yeah, if, there's, if there's any scenario where, the Patriots end up with Justin Fields. The hobby value for him will skyrocket.
0: Oh yeah, especially there's there's just an immediate successful impact there. I mean, mm-hmm. that team's already ready to make a playoff push, and adding him to it that would be
1: interesting. But, well, and in all sincerity, we probably see him too because I don't believe Cam can play a full season.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't. I mean, maybe Cam starts, but you know. I mean, they they are paying him some money. I mean, not a lot, of course. Paying like a million dollars with a lot of incentives, but uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I think Cam will start the season, but at some point, you will see Fields for sure. Bra- Bra- uh, not Brady. uh Belichick's one of the guys that you know will be patient with this quarterback and let him
1: develop. Oh, for sure, for sure. But,
0: uh, but uh, there's also another big name that might move on draft day. Julio Jones, that is interesting. He he's definitely older. Uh, he has three yeah. years left on his deal at about I think thirty eight million uh, here, but uh, yeah, about he has thirty eight million left, uh, and that team, uh, the Atlanta, is in salary cap hell. There, there was uh, I was watching something yesterday on the Dan Patrick Show, and they said that uh, that. Atlanta can't even, if they try to sign all their draft picks, they would be over the cap.
1: They, can't oh, wow. even, they, don't,
0: they don't even have enough money to sign their draft picks pretty much. And, uh, but you know, Julio Jones will be a dangerous weapon. The The question is, is do you want to take on that money? And can he stay healthy?
1: Yeah. It's an older player to dump a lot of cash on.
0: Yeah. Especially three more years at that kind of money, man. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. There, I, you know, I i think there will be a team out there that will try to trade for him what do you think atlanta could get for him
1: it was, i mean obviously it's going to depend on where he goes i mean who really needs him you know that it's could he get could they get a couple like a couple maybe seconds and a third like, i don't think he's getting any first rounders
0: that, that's too much i don't even think a couple i think it might be a second third round pick. Um, but also like does, because another thing too, is this is a deep wide receiver and uh, a wide receiver draft too. So it's like, what would, you know, why would you trade a first round pick when you just draft a guy who would be cheaper over time?
1: Oh, so much cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Now, could they make a scenario where, you know, you give up a second and a third for them, but they eat some of that money so that, you know, it gets them out of a little bit of their salary cap issue, but also you're not eating the full amount. Eh, I mean, maybe I think maybe.
0: Yeah. Or I mean, we've even seen it with some teams where they will literally throw in a pick to get rid of a player for a a salary dump, you know? So it would be interesting to see if maybe Atlanta does, you know, include that. And because Mm -hmm. like you said, they, they're going to, They're in that mode where they're not rebuilding because Matt Ryan's still 35. He still has a few more good years left. But I don't think Julio Jones would be there. I wouldn't be surprised if a team like Seattle will go out and get him.
1: I mean... They can see it.
0: I mean... mean, That'd
1: be a pretty nice weapon.
0: That'd be a great weapon for Wilson. But the thing is, too, is their, their salary cap is not, you know, the best either. They have a lot of cap tied up in different players.
1: Well and does Wilson even is Wilson still gonna stay there? I mean there's some talks of him wanting out, like who knows?
0: I mean that's why I think they go and get him. That's why if you bring in a player like that and show like, hey, look, we're going we're getting you I mean when Julio's playing is top five receiver receivers still in the game. So like why wouldn't you want to go out and get him? Maybe uh yeah. another team is maybe Arizona. Fitzgerald retired you know, replacement there, they have some money. I would like, you know, give, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Their other receiver nuke. God, why can't I think of his name right now? Um, but the other receiver on, uh, Arizona that they traded for him from, uh, the Texans. Zach Blanchard, if you hear us, help us out here, buddy. Uh,
1: we're talking about Arizona. Who cares? we're
0: we're talking about potential places where this guy could go, man. Uh, <laughs> God, I don't know why I'm drawing playing on him, but uh, and that that's a definitely a potential landing spot on where uh, Julio Jones can go. But there there there's gonna be some interesting teams on the move. I think going up,
1: all that. Do you think Jordan Love gets any action? Do you think he's in play?
0: I think he could get moved. What about Rogers? I think Rogers could get moved. No, there's no way.
1: I, I mean, don't think so,
0: man. is
1: I would, I would love to see it from a hobby perspective because I think he needs to be somewhere that, that he can shine. And I know that they, they have a deep tradition of, you know, football fans there, but for some reason he just doesn't have any hobby love.
0: Yeah. I mean, no, he he doesn't have a lot of how love. He's like, um, you know, and that goes back to his personality, this kind of guy he mm-hmm. is. But I I would, I mean, something has the buds there. Jordan Love maybe to the Patriots, like you.
1: <laughs> I would love to see that. Uh, I would love to see it literally.
0: I mean, they're you know, the Patriots have a they have a good pick. I mean, maybe that's the move that we don't see is maybe Jordan Love is going to be moved over to a team like them
1: but yeah it'd be really interesting because again using the thousand dollar metric would i rather have a thousand dollars in aaron Rodgers or a thousand dollars in jordan love my answer is jordan love
0: yeah i mean
1: because again it, it fits the metric of what's more likely to double what does aaron Rodgers have to do to double his cards there's nothing i could see him doing that would make his stuff double even if he won a super bowl
0: and it's i think it's I mean, yeah, I I think if he wins the Super Bowl, I think that changes, though, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, he'd get a little more love, but it's not going to be double. That's the thing. I mean, again, you can take a Jordan Love card from 50 to 100 so easily. All he has to do is start. All he has to do is start.
0: Is that the problem? And I kind of want to talk about this. Is that the problem with the new NFL modern stuff? It's like the stuff is so hot and pricey. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talked about this last week a little bit with the Justin Herbert I mean, do you want to own some of these cards long-term, like, at those prices?
1: I mean, it's really tough. It's, again, here's the issue. There's a LeBron that just sold for $5.2 million. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. I owned one of those, numbered out of 23, Exquisite, in 2006. Okay. If I would have held that, I would have had... My patch was not nearly as nice. It probably would have been an 8.5. I probably would have had a 2 to $3 million LeBron. And that would have been super cool, right?
0: Right. And I thought you were about to pull one up right now.
1: No. But point being, a lot of these guys are going to take over the league. I believe the twenty twenty football draft is going to bring to light three to six guys that are the next Brady Mahomes. You know I mean and again if you if you pick the guy now and you hold him long term, I think it could be amazing.
0: I mean there are three quarterbacks that I would want to hold long term in the last five years. And that's obviously Patrick Mahomes. I think Josh Allen's actually one of those guys. And I'm going to say Justin Herbert. I know Herbert. There's so much Herbert stuff out there, but Herbert long-term is the guy that I would hold. Uh, And of course, like with the other two, I just mentioned, but other than that, there's not a lot of quarterbacks there. I'd want to hold long-term.
1: Here's the interesting thing about Herbert. He came out, set every record that matters, except for one and averaged 300 yards a game. That was rookie year. What happens if he develops and he actually ends up being the guy that's throwing for 400 yards a game, doing things we've never seen before, like give him three years and some weapons. Holy cow, man. That might be the next biggest thing in, in sports.
0: Well, that, and that's the thing too. I mean, the, the chargers are positioned to to still improve in this draft. I mean, they could either draft another wide receiver or they could get another offensive line um, player. And I, I think that's what they're going to do. I think they'll probably draft another guard or, Something right there, but,
1: but... Here's the other question, though. What if he comes out and he has a Jared Goff 2.0 <laughs> sophomore season and he looks terrible?
0: I I think you see from the tangi- I, I There's a difference between the ta- tangibles there. Goff did not look near as good his rookie year as, as uh, Herbert. I mean, Herbert's throwing ability and everything, I mean, man, it, it, this guy is unbelievable, man. Like mm-hmm. he literally is like Dan Marino 2.0. Like that's,
1: that's. I'm excited to see what he does. My only fear is he does end up Dan Marino. He ends up playing for a team that's never going to be in contention. He ends up being a guy that can throw 300 yards, but it doesn't I, matter.
0: I know no one cares about the Chargers and the Chargers have this history, but you know what? A quarterback like him can change that. I mean, before New England was kind of a laughingstock before Brady, I don't you know, know if a lot of people remember that, but like New England was nothing before Brady. Not that they were nothing, but they were they were a team on the cusp. But you know, Phillip Rivers got the Chargers to a cusp, you know, but I think people still cared then. And a guy like Herbert with his popularity, I mean, I think and plus being now not in San Diego, but in Los Angeles, that matters. I know the I know the Lakers and Clippers are comparison to the Rams and the Chargers. But I mean, God a guy like Herbert could, will easily change that.
1: I'm excited to see it. I mean, I honestly believe that he is going to be an upper echelon quarterback. I only, my reticence in him is again, the sophomore slide could happen. And again, we're also, you got to remember, we're getting ready to have after this quarterback, heavy draft, eight guys that the camera is going to be on. And he's yeah. just one of them.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll see you though with these eight guys, I, I, well, at least say four of them are not going to be good. I mean, it happens every year. There's always quarterbacks yeah. that are high, and I. I well, I think nobody
1: would have predicted that Herbert was going to end up being no the that's, unbelievable talent that he is. But, you know? but
0: but that's why it's like there's always surprises. You we could almost for, say that some of these quarterbacks aren't going to do well in their situations. So, yeah.
1: I mean, well, and what would have happened if Burrow didn't get hurt? Yeah, You know, and that's where it gets weird, too. They would have been a nice little one-two race for the Rookie of the Year. You know, Burroughs throwing up 250-plus yards a game. In the same breath, you know, I do believe Herbert is a better quarterback. I I do, too. Now, back to your question of would I want to hold them long-term, it's really hard in today's reactive market to have a guy, and let's just say Justin Fields. Let's say you buy a bunch of Justin Fields stuff that's going to be hitting the market soon. Right and he comes out in first four games he goes 300 yards receptions and they get four wins. Let's say he starts even. I mean, that's a big statement. But let's would, say he starts for the Patriots.
0: I would sell it all.
1: Right. But in the end of the day, 10 years from now if he is the guy, like let's say 10 years from now he is the guy, yeah. then that card is the LeBron that I sold for less than $30,000.
0: Yeah. And I mean, but obviously the the card market and everything, social media, all this is so different now. I mean, in 2003, it's like Zion, the hype around LeBron had all that. And, I mean, you automatically knew his rookie year and what he did then. And then 2006, you know, still only three years in the league. But everyone knew, like, LeBron was that guy. He, he would go on to the fin- the finals the next year. He made, he made the finals within his first four seasons. And then, you know, I think uh, three straight MVPs, if I'm not mistaken, but, uh, you know, he, he would have all that and still. Yeah, just
1: I'll tell you the guy that I'm really intrigued by right now because he's getting almost no press, although he did have one incredible shot um, yesterday or the day before. Ja Morant feels like everyone's forgotten he exists. Like, out of nowhere, Ja has just yeah. suddenly become a guy that no one's talking about, and I don't know what the heck happened.
0: And Memphis is – they're going to be in the playoffs. i That's why I'm, I'm all high on Durant. I'm, I love that card I got last week, you know. And, like, I have a few of his other graded cards, which I'm stoked about. Because, I mean, his stuff is so undervalued right now. He's another player that I would just go out and buy.
1: So, speaking of undervalued, can we talk about, since we're talking Zion, you know, we do our card on the desk scenario. Yeah, yeah. So, I am super intrigued by second year, Prism 2021. Man, that light, let me see something. Let's see if this makes that better that's helped a
0: little bit. It's funny. I saw one of those uh, the other day and it was completely off centered. <laughs> so funny. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. This one's pretty nice, but no, this nice. is a 2021 prism green second year Zion, which right now this is basically not a whole lot. You know, you could probably buy this card for $10, but my contention is 15 years from now. If Zion is the dude, if he is the face of the NBA, then that card, much like the refractors of mm-hmm. LeBron, which second and third and fourth year refractors sell for $1,000, literally. Now, granted, there's more printed now than there was in 03. Yes. But, again, is that card $100 in 10 years if he is the face of the NBA? 100%. It has to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely so,
1: agree. So would it really be a bad thing to go out and buy ten of those for a hundred bucks and throw them in a safety deposit box and just not look at them for ten years? Probably not. Probably like, better than a savings account.
0: I I would do that with Jaw. I would totally do that with Jaw. I just think long term, I think Jaw is going to be this guy who just is going to play his way into just being a little bit of a more b- better player. My scare was Ion is just that I think he's going to get hurt. I mean, I hope he plays, but it's just man, his big body type, but. But, yeah, man, I, I'd go out and invest in some Zions or uh, some uh, Jaws, too. But
1: Well, I'm going to show you one more card because i really like this. Cool. This is a weird weird thing I've been thinking about. Vets of Prism Silvers that look cool. And again, that's a lot of words, but I'm a Manning guy anyway. Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah that's
0: this. cool. I like that.
1: So the Silver Manning Select... In his Broncos uniform, just looks so awesome in person. And again, this card, legit, $3. Right. $3.
0: No. Because people aren't, they're like, oh, man, this guy's not going to bring me any money. So that's why they don't care about the cards.
1: But I just wonder, like, long-term, 10 years from now, guys who want to have one of every single um, Manning. Yeah. 10 years from now, is that card $30?
0: What? What I just did yesterday, I went out and got four Brady Top Chrome two thousand two, two thousand three, oh seven, and two thousand twelve. Uh, you know, Beckett graded nines. I was like, yeah, all cheap, all down. Yeah. Oh, right super
1: now. cheap. Uh, yeah, super and I, cheap.
0: And I was like, this is awesome because the long term play on this is it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. Like, wh- why not hold all these Bradys? Because I mean, you are, you obviously saw this card sell for $5 million, right? Or am I mistaken? Was it 5 million? Uh,
1: 5 million was the Is that the mantle? Uh, LeBron. And then that record may get broke this week. Actually. Um, yeah. There's another card getting ready to sell that may break that LeBron. Wow. So the that... LeBron for 5.2 was the highest, uh, highest of all time heritage or golden. I don't remember who one of them. I think it's heritage is selling a t206 wagner um psa 1.5 it's the highest graded to come to market in as long as i can remember um it's at a million six with like eight or nine days to go i think that may surpass the uh lebron sale at 5.2
0: wow that's incredible
1: yeah I mean, there's been a lot of million-dollar cards. It's good. the thing that's weird about the card market, man. Like we all talk about these numbers, like a million-dollar card or a five-million-dollar card. Like most of us can't even quantify how much money that really is. Like, really think about this: a teacher in the Midwest that makes forty thousand a year yeah. that nets that nets thirty-three thousand. Let's say has to work her entire career to have $1 million in total earnings. We're talking about a card bringing $5 million. Like the numbers are so just baffling. Yeah.
0: I I mean, it's just one of those things that like, it's just a, that's a systematic, like, you know, you just, if you try to do this, I mean, and people could live like that and be totally happy. I mean, but. You know, it just shows that you got to invest and do some different things, you know, whether you're investing in cards or other stuff, you know, it's just, it's one of yeah. those things, man. I mean, if if you have, I mean, if you were grew up in the sixties and you have all your cards in the sixties, you're sitting on a nice little boatload of cash right now. Yeah. It's like, it's like the same thing that people are doing now. It's like, I, you know, I don't collect too much of the modern stuff right now. I'm just not in, in on all that. Zach Blanchard said he remembers getting his first hundred dollar card in 1990 and he thought it was the coolest thing ever as a kid. And it's like, it, it is true though, you know? It's like when these kid, these kids right now who get herberts and stuff like that, I mean, it's it's awesome, you know? And that's what's great. Uh, and that's what the hobby is all about too, right?
1: Yeah, and for me, it was Magic the Gathering. I mean, you know, some of the magic cards that I used to literally bridge shuffle, I literally now could sell for 50,000 a card.
0: Yeah, I'll send you some magic cards I got the other day um, in a lot that I bought from some guy.
1: <laughs> so, but yeah, as long as, as if they're vintage, I'm into it because I uh, I do a lot of vintage magic.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I remember in like 20 years ago, my friend used to play it, but I never did. I'll do my card on the desk right now. I got I got five because it's the same, but it's I got one. Uh, let's see here. Is that upside down? There it goes. It is. It is uh, 2013. Mike Trout uh, when he's sliding his tops chrome. I love that card. Great card. Mm-hmm. Got it in a PSA ten, and I bought also four more off the guy, non graded. It's like I thought it was a steal. The carjack, you know, doing pretty well on eBay. So I was like, but long term hold there. I mean, Trout's the guy of our generation
1: for sure. Like, yeah, for sure. And uh, I can't, it, I can't hate on him. I, I, I think he doesn't ever get a ring, but I do like him.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe this. They're actually doing pretty well this year, and I got another guy, Corey Seager. Uh course, rookie car 2016 as a goodbye to,
1: you know, I think he tied the game, tied the game last night when they were down. I think he hit a home run.
0: So clutch. That, man, Seager is going to get paid 300 million. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Lundor got that Seager is going to get a haul this, this year.
1: Yeah. I actually think he's a really good bud because he's another guy that's kind of under the radar. He plays on a big team, but like you don't really hear about his stuff that much.
0: It's because that team is just so loaded.
1: Mm-hmm. So loaded, but for
0: sure the Dodgers, let's, let's actually talk some baseball. We talked NFL, we talked some NBA, let's talk some baseball, man. I mean, uh, since we're talking Dodgers, let's talk about, uh, you know, Dodgers and, um, Padres highest rated game ever for baseball. That's pretty awesome. I love hearing that kind of news because I'm a baseball guy first over the other sports and I just love it when it's doing that well, but, uh, Tatis, man, I mean, he, he loves hitting home runs at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> I think he has three of them already. But, uh, guy, the guy's been, he's had the Acuna start. Um, you mm-hmm. know, Acuna was on that tear for like six straight games. But, I mean, uh, were you at, would you rather own Tatis or Acuna? I think, I, I know we've had this conversation,
1: but, you know,
0: ta- they, they make it hard not to talk about him. <laughs>
1: My honest answer is neither, but if I had to, it'd be a Kuna. Yeah. Me too. And the reason for that is I just feel like the Braves have such a storied history in baseball card collecting, like the the greatest hitter of all time. One of, I mean, Hank Aaron came from the Braves. Yeah. Then the nineties Braves were so dominant with their pitching. Chipper. Uh, Chipper's always had, you know, he has no hobby love, but he's at least loved as a baseball player. Um, and I honestly just think that tandem, and I, I really think the Braves are going to put it together, and they're going to win one. Like I think it happens sooner than later.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, they, they came obviously really close. They were a game away. The, the Dodgers went three straight to come back, and I, I think they probably would end up beating the Rays too in the World Series. Mm-hmm. It seems like the Atlanta teams they just always like to to choke in the playoffs now. But yeah, but yeah, man, I, I think with. Tatis. And I mean, I I love how great they're doing. It just, it proves that like with their popularity baseball is on a different track right now with
1: the one, throw it into card collecting when Tatis got hurt, you know, obviously it wasn't no career. It wasn't a, a season ending injury or anything, but when he got hurt, his stuff dipped about 30%. Yep. That was the day to buy the day of the injury. And the next day is the day you go to eBay and you just hit click, 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 click. And you buy as much as you can and now you sell. And you just made 40 percent.
0: His cards let's see, his uh twenty nineteen tops the stuff, stuff is I guess still down a little bit. You know, his his uh PSA tens are still roughly going around the same price. But uh, it is.
1: Are it they is, back up? To, are they back up to like three hundred? or Are they still hovering in the two fifties?
0: There, there are some that are mixed. There, there's a lot of bids on some um, that are going right now. But his, but mostly they're sitting around that three hundred still. They kind of where they're at with the, the start of the season. But I mean, like I think I think people are kind of waiting. You know, to still, where are they going to be long term? You know. I, I w- and I would be, you know, c- curious too, you know, I mean, obviously he's played his way back. like But I w- if I'm going to buy anything Tatis or, anything, or Acuna, I know the cards are just already so high. I would just wait till the middle of the season, you know, and kind of hold off there.
1: And let's talk about that because I get messages every day. I mean, honestly, I think I've already had two today of who should I buy? What should I buy? Who's hot right now? I give the same answer every time. Stop buying people who are hot. stop buying the guy that has all the highlights on ESPN right now. You're paying the hop of the market. Like, again, what does Tatis have to do to double his card? I would argue a lot, like a lot, a lot, because they're already expensive. Right. Like stop buying the flavor of the week, do some research, find a kid that no one's buying yet that you think has potential Buy the heck out of them. And then sit back, and if he explodes, you get rich.
0: Yeah, or, or you know, like we talked about the week before, buy goat players, buy players that we already know their place in history. As we were talking about earlier, we know Curry and stuff, and they're really expensive. But find those undervalued players. I mentioned Tim Duncan earlier. His, mm-hmm. P- I cannot believe the guy is the seventh greatest player of all time in my opinion. But in every, well, see, I
1: think those. I- those vintage become a store of value and they creep up steadily Yeah. again. And I hate to, to bring up my Stidham scenario all the time, but it's the truth. I lost my butt on Stidham big time, biggest hit I've ever taken on a player and I've taken other shots. I've never lost as much as I lost on Stidham, right? But my mantle collection doubled in the same time. So I have a hedge with vintage I have a hedge if I go out and buy goat players. Again, if you go stick 4000 into Duncan 10s and 9.5s, and then you decide you want to take a shot at a couple thousand bucks worth of jaw, if jaw doesn't work out, you still have a store of value in your, all of your vintage, and you've probably, over the next 10 years, creeped up to where you cover your jaw loss.
0: Exactly. Totally. I mean, it's it's a you know, big game changer. to go out and get players that have all this popularity. Like for instance, I bought last week, I bought a lot from a guy who had a bunch of Tracy McGrady's. McGrady. Yep. There are so many McGrady fans out there and I bought it for super cheap. I mean, the guy did not like, there was sure. like a lot of his like 2001, 2002, 2003 tops, chromes, all stuff that's selling for like 30, 40 bucks. Like, you know, extend a few of those and get graded or I could just place them on eBay. Just get, get, you know, get them sold whatever. But, you know, yep. obviously, I'm talking more smaller because I'm not a big player, everything like that, but still, I mean, you could find your money and, and just, like you said, slowly creep up. Duncan stuff will creep up if you buy Iverson. His stuff will creep up. Vintage, mm-hmm. I mean, vintage baseball, you can't go wrong with it. You just mentioned no. a Honus Wagner card. I mean, the card's a hundred and what thirty years old, hundred and twenty years old, but yep. it, you know. That that tells you anything. His cards have sold for millions before. So, um, But, you know, the Mantles, the Hank Aarons, we've seen it all. These guys' cards aren't – their values aren't going anywhere. They're just going to – they'll hold or they'll go more. They might go down, but, like, they'll go I back. I don't know, man. They're, no, I'm saying they'll go down, but they're going to go back up. Like you know, if,
1: I just feel like they're always going to be a good store of value, and they're always going to be – if you do collect cards and you want to diversify your portfolio, which I hate that cards have become so much of almost like a stock investment. But if you want to diversify having a store of value in guys that are already there and we can, and again, for me, I think Tom Brady is vintage, honestly, like I think goat players that are already established that's vintage at this point.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: but you got to have both like a guy again say you love justin jefferson right you think he's an amazing position player for the vikings i don't disagree he he potentially could have won rookie of the year if we didn't have the best quarterback draft class potentially of all time yeah. um but here's reality if you go stick 10k into justin jefferson and you don't buy anything else it's no different than if you go out and buy 10k worth of dogecoin yeah. all your eggs are in one basket go diversify and put 10K in Justin Jefferson, but then put 10K into some goats that are going to appreciate.
0: I'd rather put 10K. Like, you know, if you're looking for a receiver, put 10K into Randy Moss. Popular player. People love, you know, changed the game. Uh, was the first of his kind. People think he's the greatest receiver of all time. I'm one of those people. Um, you know, but he was definitely the most dynamic and fun players to ever see.
1: I mean, well, no, this? what if you, what if you split it up and you go five and five? Yeah, exactly. So you got 5k into a guy that's going to creep every year and you got 5k into a guy that may explode. If right. he doesn't, you've still got your nice hedge with, with the Moss stuff. If it's, you can buy it right again, I think Moss stuff's a little pricey right now. Yeah. You know, you should have bought his refractor rookies three years ago when they were nothing.
0: Yeah. And now, you know, but,
1: now they're pretty big.
0: Yeah, I, I there there's a lot of, you know, cards to be just you find the players that you like, you know, like like we talked about. If they fall into that, oh, this guy's one of the greatest players of all time. Buy him. There are there are a lot of people like yourself that think the same thing. And
1: I will know, tell you right now, I'm going to give you two cards in baseball since you like baseball that if you go out and buy these, I believe you will double your money inside of 5 years.
0: Are they the more 19... modern?
1: 1982 tops traded Cal Ripken rookie. Okay. And the 1973 tops Mike Schmidt rookie.
0: I have a Mike Schmidt rookie. I don't have a Ripken rookie. I, I'm not like, I wouldn't collect them just because I'm not really fans of them. I know. Yeah. You collect them for the money part. See, that's my thing too. Is like, I'm, I'm only, I collect players that I, I like, or like, I like, I'm, I think you know this. You asked me who my favorite vintage baseball player is. It's Roberto Clemente. I love his story. I mean, there's not a better story out there. I mean, Jackie Robinson, of course, maybe his. But Roberto Clemente, just, you know, another guy like Robinson who broke a color barrier. I mean, died after hitting his 3,000th hit, you know, in, in the last game of the season. I mean, one of the greatest players to ever play the game, and I hope they retire his number one day. But I love Roberto Clemente stuff. I'm gonna pick up a few of his cards later today, super cheap, and I'm like, yeah. it's awesome. I, you know, I think his stuff is completely, completely undervalued. But that's just a. a play. I, I
1: agree. No, and again, I mean, we're also talking about a guy that I think is a good store of value. You know, if you can get a first year, a second year, a third year of him, those are all great cards.
0: Yeah, and. Yeah, but yeah, you, you mentioned some great stuff. It's like Cal, Rip, Cal Ripken, the Iron Man, the guy who has the longest games played streak ever. And then Mike Smith, who is completely undervalued.
1: Well, I also look at the 82 tops traded Ripken was only sold in the set form. Uh, and yeah. as somebody who owns shops, I have only seen, I believe, 16 of those in person. Wow.
0: And so the, the 89 upper deck Ken Griffey, that's obviously a highly traded set because that was in the junk wax era. But like the 82, you don't see a lot of those sets, right? correct?
1: No, the top traded set was sold differently than just the regular set. So you had to buy that as a supplemental. Ah. A lot of stores didn't get a ton of them. Um, he was the only player in the set really that had any value. Um, you just don't see them. A lot of them are off center. I just think it's a really good play. I also believe long term we may see a documentary on him because yeah. he has a record that will not be broken in URI's lifetime. It is absolutely physically impossible to break his record in our lifetime. Right. Uh, so that's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. And I, I I do agree. I mean, definitely one of the greatest players ever, you know, especially in modern. I mean, day.
1: You talk about work ethic.
0: Yeah. I mean, so I mean, that, that's. I mean, playing, what is it? Tw- was it 20 years of straight baseball? Mm-hmm. You know, 20, 20 years of straight baseball. I mean, it's just so hard. 162 games every year.
1: Like There's I mean, first basemen who literally go on the DL for a hangnail. Yeah.
0: And, you know, that's got, a true story. No, I believe it. Yeah. There's, there's all sorts of, like, especially nowadays, like, oh, you're hurt, just go ahead and sit out 10 games. It's, you know,
1: it's, Sammy Sosa sneezed and he missed 10 games. <laughs> that's I, not even a joke. He no, sneezed.
0: I, I never heard that.
1: <laughs> he had pulled a muscle in his back for 10 days cuz he sneezed. How many times did Ripken play injured? I don't believe he was just made out of just titanium. Like I'm sure he went out there sore. Yeah. I'm sure there was times where his wife or kid was sick and he went out and did his job still. He went to work. Yeah. And I just think that that's an interesting play. The 73 Schmidt The only reason i mentioned that card is it's the only card in the 73 set outside of the ryan and clemente that have any value and it's a huge card set but it's just one of those it's really under the radar the condition's really tough because the 73 paper stock's really gross it just chips and it's terrible they feel flimsy like they're just not nice cards and it's a really drab looking set there's no color really to it like the 73 set coming behind the 72 which was really a nice set of cards I just think it's a really interesting play. I think you're going to see that card explode at some point.
0: No, and I I believe you when it comes to vintage. I mean, you're the, you're the guy to talk to. You're the reason why I've been collecting so much vintage to begin with. I'm just kind of storing it away. But,
1: yeah. I mean, it's, it's Apple stock as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, vintage baseball is Apple stock. And if you want to play in Bitcoin, play in Bitcoin, but have some Apple stock just in case.
0: Yeah. And I think we should move into our lifestyle talk of the week. Or why would you not? What, what is yeah. your, why would you not for the week?
1: So I started, I read a lot anyway, but mm-hmm. I've started going outside, sitting in my backyard, scaring the neighbors, taking my shirt off. Um, <laughs> so favorite <laughs> movie of all time. I go out, I read, I read a chapter every single, uh, every day, sit out in the sun, get a little vitamin D, read a book, turn my phone off. Which that's, is, that's important.
0: Well, I, I think you hit, that's the most important thing to begin with. No, nothing to distract you.
1: Yep, so I'm just out there, man. I'm in nature, you know, my feet are in the grass. I really believe in grounding. I think putting your bare feet in grass every day is good for you. Um, and I just really find that taking that 15, it's not easy, man, especially if you're somebody who goes, goes, goes like I do. Um, you know, I start early, I end late. You know, at one o'clock last night I was still working on card stuff, you know, and then back at it this morning, but taking that 15, I don't care how busy you are. I think we all have 15 minutes and you just gotta, you gotta cut it out for yourself. You know, um, for me, that's it. You know, it's at the end of it, I felt better, you know, get a little sun. I think it's good for you.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you a hundred percent that, especially I'm all about, uh, getting away from your phone I don't take my phone with me anymore. When I run, I use my Apple watch, but it doesn't give me any notifications because it doesn't have cellular. So I, uh, I'm all about that because you, you, everyone needs a break from, you know, our distractions. We have so much stuff, you know, everything is notif you know, notifying us if it's your iPad, your laptop, your phone, your watch. I mean, there's just so much stuff. It's hard to really get away from stuff without being distracted for more than 10 minutes, you know, for sure. And then, My uh, so what's yours? Mine is uh, why would you not have a dog? You know, if you, if you uh, you know, feel like you need a companion or so you know, just something is missing. You know, I need like a friend that's gonna be around you all the time. A dog is the perfect thing to have. I have my, you know, monstrosity of a dog who, when I came in home last night at 10 p.m. last, he uh devoured the whole trash. Trash was everywhere from the kitchen all the way to the living room and i just looked at him he uh, looked at me and I, I yelled at his name and he ran straight to the door because he knew he was in trouble <laughs> and uh he had to go to the bathroom too but man he's a he's a monster seven months old uh great puppy but man what a dog will do is i mean man i'm home a lot because i do my i do a lot of virtual training and i do podcasts and school so i'm just constantly at home a lot but uh I mean, I'll tell you, he, he makes the days go by fast because, you know, he, he gives you a little distraction. That's what we all need. We need some good distractions. Not always like if you need to get down hard and gritty to the work, it's different, but he is uh, definitely someone that, you know, will entertain your life a little bit. And uh, if you feel like you need someone like, especially like, if you're going through a stressful time, I think a dog is a very good stress reliever. They could be a therapy dog. You Know that's a big thing nowadays. I'm my therapy dog on the airplane.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> half oh, of yeah. Some,
0: even though half the people that do that are full of shit. <laughs> excuse my language, but I think it's the truth. But uh, yeah, man, uh, go get your go get a dog, go rescue a dog. There's a lot of uh, dogs out there in shelters, you know, that could use a home. You know, if you're definitely someone who loves animals, go get a dog. I like it. Yeah, hey, man, let's uh go from that. And uh, let's uh, open up some cards, man. Uh, we you all love it. cards. That's why we're here. You guys are watching this on YouTube. Every week, I open up, or Ken opens a pack of cards. But uh, he sends them to me later. And uh, 2021
1: Prism Cello. Yes, sir. So you get a regular pack. You get yeah. a bonus pack with it. Tomorrow, UFC Prism, baby. In the building. I'm ready.
0: Are you, so how are you going to be breaking those?
1: Uh, there's no checklist out yet, so I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. Sorry, um, I want to do... Let's see. There we go. I want to do something. These are all just bass. I'll tell you if you hit anything. Yeah.
0: yeah. Where's my... Uh...
1: Where's your Lonzo?
0: Yeah, where's my well, uh, Lamello?
1: Oh, yeah, Lamello probably be better than Lonzo, wouldn't it? So you got a Cole Anthony. Okay. that's not bad.
0: No, that's not bad. You
1: I like him for the magic. So here's your red, white, and blues. This is this is where we really want to see the big one.
0: Yeah. Here's where my
1: uh, Lamello, uh, uh just Vernon Carey for the Hornets, um, the T's. Yeah. Then we got who's that? Doug McDermott and a Zion. That's kinda yeah. cool. Yeah, I'll red white red, white, and blue.
0: Red, white, and blue Zion. Second year. I'll that's a
1: it. card. That's a card. That's a, but yeah, that,
0: that's going in the vault.
1: In the vault. But yeah, the uh, the long term UFC stuff, man. I don't know. I'm really intrigued by it. I think UFC is a big part of the culture. I think we all like it, even if we don't rent it. You know, yeah. there's people that get on TikTok and you can watch it free. You know, uh, I think there's a lot of value in UFC and UFC Prism is going to be one of the hottest releases of the year. I don't know how we're going to break it yet. I kind of like the idea of just doing single boxes since they're a thousand bucks a box and maybe do it by the fighter.
0: And, and uh yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's awesome. And I think there's going to be a huge thing, like you said, in their value because uh, it's like, let's see Dan or not Dan Patrick, uh, Bill Bill Simmons had uh, Dana White on his podcast on Friday and they were talking uh-huh. UFC and all that. And I mean, it makes just a great case. Like, why USC is making such a bigger push in boxing. I'm a, I mean, man, I'm a boxing guy, you know, threw in, I, I love boxing completely, but it, it, boxing has bothered me for 15 years now that the top doesn't fight the top. And that's what UFC does. Dana White you know, always sets that up. There's champions always changing stuff like that. So that's what makes UFC just much better as a product than boxing right now. Boxing is still more entertaining to me, but mm-hmm. I, you know, with UFC, you know, you're always going get a good fight or a good match, you know, like, yeah, there's...
1: every fight's good. Even the undercard. Yeah, exactly. You know, these... and that's the other thing with boxing is like, if you rent a boxing pay-per-view, a lot of times you're watching one fight that can last a minute for 80 bucks. Whereas with UFC, you're getting a whole bunch of fights.
0: Yeah, you're getting a whole bunch of fights. I mean, I feel with UFC, sometimes the product could be shorter. Like when I watched Dust or when I watched McGregor fight Cowboy. Uh, uh, I forget his name. Uh, Donald Cerrone. Yeah, yeah, him. When he fought him uh, last year or 2019, but uh, when he fought him, I mean, he ended the fight within 21 seconds. I was like, I just spent eighty dollars on this yeah. fight, and it's already over. But with well, but bo- you
1: had all the undercards too, though. So that's the thing that I kind of like is like you probably got to watch you know three to four other fights that were decent. That
0: that is true. With with boxing, the thing is, I like I said, I'm just I'm much more of a homer because I grew up watching boxing more. But uh, I de- definitely, you're going to get much better product with UFC. And the thing with <clears> boxing <throat> is, man, the re- the judges, man, they they some of them are crooked, man. There are some crooked judges out there.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, the judging in UFC is pretty rough too.
0: I think it's at least a little bit more consistent. I, boxing is, there's just so much, uh, there's just so much organized crime in boxing.
1: Uh-huh. And Yeah, I wouldn't even want to be a boxer. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't want to be in that world.
0: Yeah, and if you do, it's like, it's all about the promotions that, you know, like, yeah, they may, there's a lot of fighters that make a lot of money, but there's a lot of fighters that don't even ever get to see a top fight or at the right time because it's all about the money and the UFC. Yes, it's about money, but it's also about, you're going to fight the top. You're going to get your shot if you're good at one point. Oh,
1: for sure. Yeah. I'm super excited for it. I think it's going to be a great product. I just looked at cardboard connection, which is the best resource for checklists. They still don't have a checklist. My hope is like, let's just for easy numbers, let's say there's a hundred fighters in the product. Yeah. Well, we're at, we would literally just sell it. Then a hundred spots at 10 bucks a spot.
0: Okay. I think, I think that's awesome. And if you hit them, you hit them.
1: It's easy. Yeah, I mean, I think if you get you get McGregor and we hit a McGregor autograph or a silver or a base, you're gonna get it. You know, for ten bucks, I think that's super cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would even take a shot. Like, oh, twenty bucks. You know, why not? You know, I think probably. If, I think you know, even though a hundred spots might seem like a lot, I think you'll still feel it pretty quick.
1: A lot of guys will take ten. That's because why for a hundred a hundred bucks, you can end up with you know a lot of the big names. Yeah. And some of these, I think some of these gold autographs, like the number to 10 autos and the color blasts, because they have color blasts this year as well. I think you're going to see some of those cards bringing thousands right out of the gate.
0: What, what about the older excited? We, I know we talked about a little bit before, but the older uh, UFC, there is some older UFC stuff. Was it Panini that put them out or tops?
1: Um, both the first uh, the first card set to ever come out was called Ring Kings and it was in Donruss Americana in really early 2000s. Um, it did have a Gina Carano autograph. Um, then tops broke into the scene and put some amazing stuff out. Um,
0: what happened? like what is that value going on? I'm trying to look that up right now.
1: Um, the early rookie autos and the red inks are huge still. But you can buy a lot of just the kind of regular guys for not a lot. Leaf also got into the game and did a Leaf metal set where you got six UFC autos per pack and flooded the market with a bunch of no name fighters. Uh. And the cards just weren't very nice. I think Panini is going to do it right. And I think this is going to be a, a set we see every year. And if this does do as well as I believe it's going to do, I mean, people are starting to say like this is one of the most investable products that they will ever see, you mm-hmm. know, because UFC is not going away.
0: Would you go out and buy some of the earlier cards from the top set and stuff?
1: If you know, no, okay, it's just too late. You missed it's the done. boat. Like that's the time to do that was four years ago.
0: But if you saw something, would you take it? Like if someone came in yeah. to you with a few cards and like, Hey man, I want a hundred bucks for these.
1: Yeah, of course. Like if it's a good value, I'm always going to say yes. Like if I can buy something for 50, 60% of the eBay value, of course, I'll buy anything. I don't care right. who it is, Okay, but, but in the same breath, again don't buy when it's hot ufc's hot right now yeah. the time to buy ufc was four years ago not right. now right. you know what i mean um and maybe even six years ago pre-connor like buying buying ufc cards pre-connor was a better decision than buying post-connor because he transcended the sport he made it you know a household name most people know who conor mcgregor is
0: yeah i mean even Dana white said that on the interview he's like their most marketable guy is definitely conor mcgregor
1: yeah, and his gold autographs out of this stuff might sell for five thousand dollars right out of the pen.
0: I, I believe it. I mean, I, I I'm not a big UFC guy, and I just love watching that guy go. I mean, he's so entertaining.
1: Yeah, I think you're going to see some really big stuff. And again, like Rose, the uh, Thug Rose, who just won with a devastating head kick the other night, yeah. the champ in the in the women's division. Her stuff's going to sell for a ton. I mean, she's she's more dominant than even Ronda Rousey. <clears throat> so. Right.
0: Rousey had this hype. And I think she, there are some mm-hmm. cards out of her, right? For,
1: yeah, she has a, a red ink autograph out of Topps rookie that sells for thousands and thousands of dollars. Wow.
0: Just uh, I guess I uh, just never thought that UFC stuff would be this hot, but uh, it's yeah, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, all cards are hot right now. Go look up. Go go type in tennis PSA. Go type in soccer yeah. PSA. Like all this weird stuff, man. Like it's I, all expensive right now.
0: I think the soccer stuff is going to be. I mean, I think that stuff's going to be just up there with baseball and all that, too. You know, I mean, you yeah, see
1: the, 100%.
0: You see the Ronaldo stuff and selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars. So- yeah, I don't foresee worldwide.
1: it worldwide. Yeah, it's not going anywhere but up. Yeah. The thing that they've got to figure out, it's, it's funny because it's kind of like the metric system. You've got to figure out a way. So I sell cards for a living and I don't know who plays for what club yeah I just know the stars names and I can't tell you they're number two on the team but now yeah. if you ask me to, to give you the full roster of a baseball team I follow like I can probably tell you every position right like I know all the guys
0: yeah and I think that just happens to be because you know with EPL and the La liga like with those two um it's just that they're in, ones in uh in Europe and the other ones in or in Spain, whatever the, the leagues are just over there. So
1: it's just very confusing. And like, I watched a soccer match yesterday and I don't understand, I guess, the rules of how the referee can just add more time.
0: Yeah. And then also
1: the referee can just decide when the game's over. Like he just gets to pick, like he just gets to say, Hey, okay, we're done. Like, how does that make sense?
0: It's an estimated time that they put on the clock. Like when the time's up. After the uh, hour, after the hour and twenty minutes is up, they can. So, like, say if the ball went out of bounds, the clock still goes. So there's an estimated time, and there's someone watching this. So maybe there might have been four minutes wasted. So they'll put plus four minutes, and then they could just say
1: they could just end it at the, like that time. Yeah, the estimated thing is really nice. I, I really don't enjoy that because you
0: know I, I love it. I mean, I when I love watching soccer, especially in the World Cup, is I mean I think it's the I mean, I put that up there with the Super Bowl, like the World Cup is. I
1: just want to know when the thing ends, though. Like, it's less exciting for me if I don't know when it ends.
0: No, like, I, mean, I was I,
1: watching the game and I was just like, I don't get it. Like, when when does it end? When he blows know, the whistle? Like,
0: if there's an injury on the field, the the time still goes and they still add that, that time is counted for the added time. So that's why. But what what makes it so awesome is soccer games. They don't take that long, you know. Even though it's two hours and man, it's over. Like with football or basketball, yeah. man, God, it can be four hours and we're just like, God, when's this thing going to be over with? It's a lot of time to invest into watching stuff. But
1: yeah, yeah. even the, uh, the Kings and Mavs last night, I watched the last 10 minutes, um, cause I had a vested interest, but I watched that game and like, man, the last minute of that game on the clock took 25 minutes. It's like unbelievable. between the fouls and the timeouts and the TV timeouts, like I lost a half hour of my life watching one minute of basketball.
0: You know, and when people say that about baseball, I mean, oh God, baseball takes forever. I mean, I'm sorry, but basketball and football with the replays and all the stuff, I mean, it takes just as long to – or not even longer now than a baseball game.
1: But, yeah. So, uh, real quick, Justin Fields, does he go top three? Uh,
0: I think there is going to be a surprise – I am going to say that if he falls, I will see the Patriots going up to get him, but I think that you might see a surprise out of the Jets. I would not be shocked if they drafted him. I know. I know I personally
1: Walter, think it, I think it's a good pick
0: I, I do too I, I like him long term and uh, speaking of speaking of dogs, here's this guy. He wants to say what's up to you guys all at home watching on YouTube. This is a uh, Biscotti. The Labradoodle, you can follow him on Instagram at biscotti underscore doodle. Uh, big, crazy mutt. Well, not mutt. But yeah. All right, Ken, um, anything else you want to talk about before we head out here, bud?
1: Uh, no. Come by Prism UFC tomorrow.
0: Got it. And uh, also, I didn't ask you. Do you think Fields goes top three or do you think he falls to the Pats? Uh,
1: I think he goes top Five.
0: Top five. I do too. I think he's going to be a big surprise. That, you know, it's like remember uh, Baker Mayfield. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, the Browns picked him one." Uh, watch. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Was was uh, Mayfield and Darnold in the same draft? Was it them? I think it was right. Because Darnold. Seems right. I think Darnold was supposed to be the number one guy, but then I think Baker went number one.
1: Yeah, so, I do think it's odd too, though, that Lawrence isn't going to be there. Like that feels weird.
0: Yeah, I mean...
1: Uh, it makes it less exciting to me. Like, I think going up on the stage is number one. Like, there's something big there, like...
0: Uh, Zach Blanchard thinks that the Niners are going to take Trey Lance over, uh, uh, is it Mac Jones? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh w- dude, won't, won't be surprised, Zach.
1: I mean, I'll be curious to see if the first five picks are all QBs. They could be.
0: Nah, I don't think so. Not with... Uh, they could be. I, I, don't, I don't think... It, not with, uh, what's it called That four? With... Um, uh the dolphins they don't need f 4 no um they but see i
1: think the come, dolphins the dolphins might trade that pick too
0: my my uh my guy thinks that uh my my guy uh Cole, Kerry Cole thinks that uh Kyle Pitts is going to be number 4 to go because of his 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 dynamics to offense just how much of a threat that guy could be on offense but uh we'll we'll see it man uh, we'll we'll definitely be Texan, I think for sure.
1: Yep yep. Right, I might even do. Uh, I'm thinking about doing some football breaks during the draft.
0: Yeah yeah. Oh man, that's great. Definitely do it. Do you still ha- We
1: did. Uh, we did that during the Super Bowl. We broke like five breaks in a row during the Super Bowl.
0: Zach Blanchard, corrected uh, Correct me. It's not the Dolphins. It's actually the Falcons. The Falcons have the four, and that's why I think they could. Uh, they could uh, go out and get him because uh, if they trade away Julio, they're going to need to replace that. Oh, it's there, interesting. We'll see. Yeah, man. Uh, let's. I definitely. Uh, maybe I'll hop in a break there on Thursday night because we'll be so football. And we're already missing football, man.
1: I am too. I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be back. Yeah, me too. All
0: right, brother. We'll talk soon.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, have a good you, one. G-
0: thank you, uh, Zach, for uh, tuning in. And there's somebody else there. We can't see him. Thank you guys for watching this live. We appreciate it very much.
1: Yes, sir. Y'all have okay. a good one.
0: You too, man. I hope you guys all enjoyed that version of the show. Ken is awesome. He knows so much about sports cards and has been doing it for such a long time. And uh, I wanted to leave the the card opening uh, version in there. Last week I had edited it out, but I wanted to leave it in there this week. So if you guys haven't checked this out on YouTube, please go check us out there. We do it live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And if you miss it, go check us out on YouTube. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel, A Rocky Start or you could uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already at a rocky start as well. Please leave me a rating and review. That is how the show grows. And I appreciate you guys' time more than you guys know. You guys all have a great day and go get a dog.